Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. In the studio tonight, it is myself, <gasps> the authentic Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will, LLC. <laughs> and joining me tonight, it's Steve Classic and Mark Edge. <laughs> Welcome, uh, Mark. Apparently, there is a threat to national security. Uh, so much so that uh, Florida Senator Rick Scott, never trust a man with two first names. Unless it's Ron Paul. Says that, uh, <laughs> that, that it is a threat to national security. What is this looming threat, you might ask? Wow. This from businessinsider.com. <laughs> Chinese garlic is a threat to U.S. national security and a severe public health concern, Senator says. <laughs> it totally is. Chinese garlic. Chinese garlic. Not just any garlic, but Chinese garlic. Not like Indian garlic. Not. We're going to have to rename garlic. it. You know that, right? <laughs> Rename what? Garlic? Chinese garlic. It's going to have to get renamed because it's, it's racist to have bad garlic be called Chinese. <laughs> Remember when they were calling uh, COVID the Wuhan flu? Yeah. Oh, was that they didn't? They stopped calling it the that because it's racist, virus, yeah. right? Call, calling it by the city with which it uh, originated from is racist. Well, that's because a virus a hundred years ago originated in in Kansas, and they called it Spanish flu. And so there you go. <laughs> that's the blame deflection. Um. So what possibly could be the, the big threat that that garlic grown in Japan could? No, oh, China. Or, I'm sorry, China. See, I'm being racist again. Um, Maybe you you uh, exude too much of the smell if you eat it. I don't know. (laughs) Too much smell. Well, let's find out because uh, I don't like this guy already because he has two first names. Rick Scott, a Florida (laughs) senator. Uh, Florida Senator Rick Scott has called for an investigation. The governor is he the governor? The governor. Oh, okay. All right. He's called for an investigation into garlic imported from China saying that production methods mean the food could pose a national security risk. Oh, no. Gosh. Uh, <laughs> there is a severe public health concern over the quality and safety of garlic grown in foreign countries, most notably garlic grown in communist China. Hmm. Is there a non-communist China? Just, <laughs> just communist. Yes. There, there, is. there is. Where is it? Yep. Hong Taiwan. Kong? Oh, Taiwan. Taiwan, yes. So I wonder if that means Taiwan garlic is Okay. I think so. I'm sure it is. All right. Uh, The senator uh, said uh, Wednesday, apparently in a letter to the Department of Commerce, Scott urged the department to open an investigation into the security risk posed by all forms of Chinese imported garlic. Quote, whole or separated into constituent cloves, whether or not peeled, chilled, fresh, frozen, provisionally preserved or packed in water or other neutral substance... Scott wrote, citing cooking blogs, home magazines, YouTube videos, and documentaries, he claimed that it was well documented that garlic from China was fertilized with human feces and was grown in sewage. What? Is this our number two story? No, no, no. It's not. I mean, not officially, anyway. This is our number one story. (laughs) It ties into number two. We'll get to the number two story. We actually have a, a number two story quandary. That we'll have to figure out how to solve. but uh, I think this one takes it. Uh, you haven't heard the other options. 
<laughs> or, or smelled them as yeah. it were. <laughs> we have a backlog of number two stories. <laughs> yeah, we might we might need some fiber to work yeah. it out. <laughs> uh, he also said that garlic was sometimes bleached to make it appear whiter and more appealing to U.S. consumers. Who's the racist one now? <laughs> Got to bleach it. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's grown in number two, he'd probably have to you know, make it a little... <laughs> I don't know. Jeez. Scott also noted concerns over the import's effects on domestic industries, saying that it could lead to unemployment, <laughs> decreased public revenue, and loss of investment. Well, decrease in public revenue. I mean, that's probably his number one concern, being a politician. Well, I think his number one concern is getting reelected the next go around. And right now, hating on China is a real Republican thing to do, just like Rick Scott. Is that really how you get elected? You got to hate on somebody? Well, that's it. I mean, it seems a horrible tactic, but, you know, I, I guess whatever. He's, he's the type In a world where cheap garlic is grown <laughs> in human feces in China, Rick Scott stands above the rest to protect you from Chinese garlic poo. He's got my vote. I, 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 I can't even draw a connection between Chinese garlic and U.S. unemployment. Everybody knows baby food, right? It's basically pureed, whatever, right? You know, pears you, you get a bunch of different flavors. You get like the, the pear flavor, the peach yeah. flavor, right. whatever, that kind of a thing. And the reason they do this is because, well, babies, you know, they don't have teeth. And uh, so the food has to be pureed or whatever so they mm -hmm. can eat it easily. Everybody kind of knows this kind of stuff. How come there isn't or what do you think about the idea of doing a white label rebranding of baby food? Maybe like bigger jars but make it for like, um, I don't know what to call them, um, the elderly, <laughs> right? Because, I mean, the, they say that you start out, you know, bald with no teeth and in diapers, and right? And you end up. With... And you end up bald with no teeth and diapers, yeah. right? So, like, shouldn't there also be like an elderly food? Uh, what would you call that? What's a good name for that? Applesauce. <laughs> it's like <laughs> easy open lid. But we're too. talking marketing here, right? We're talking sure. like, what, what do you brand it? What do you call it? I think that you can get a higher price per ounce of baby food by claiming your baby food is good and everything in some way, you know, natural and, and whatever. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you can make enough money to put it in little jars and sell it to people. Whereas and maybe the small quantity that you feed babies might be another reason that uh, one doesn't just throw it in a Vitamix and get whatever they get out of it. But mm. I kind of do this every morning. So almost every morning. I will grab some frozen and fresh fruit and toss them in, make a smoothie for myself. Now, this includes fruit and vegetables. Um, so I'll have spinach and broccoli and all kinds of things in there because the apple and the berries and these kind of thing overpower it anyway. Okay. So, Mark, do you use I, wild blueberries? I, no, I get the Wyman's the uh, that Wyman? they sell in the grocery store. Yeah, the, the wild blueberries. Right. Oh, is that what they're? Well, yeah, they're wild well, blueberries. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're Wyman's wild blueberries. That, that's what I have every morning. Yeah, Angie makes me a great smoothie every morning. They're they're flash frozen, so they're, they're as fresh as anything. Right. Yeah. And that's true with all the vegetables. They're probably fresher than they are in the produce department. Right, because they pick them at freshness, flash freeze them, instead of yep. picking them early and sitting on a truck with What's carbon dioxide. What's the difference dioxide? between freezing and flash freezing? Does somebody go out with a trench coat and open it? <laughs> Real quick, and then they throw them in the freezer. Whoa! <laughs> They're scared. They're frozen. <laughs> the 
So one one of the things you might ask is why does tomato sauce that comes in a bottle taste better than sauce that you might make with tomatoes that you bought at the store? And here's the reason. Because the tomatoes you bought at the store weren't ripe and they were uh, ripened through like sort of gas and these kind of things. And they just never reached the peak flavor, whereas tomatoes that ripened on the vine are delicious. And that's what you make uh, pasta sauce with. They go right into the they, they go right into the sauce ingredients when right. they're when they're peak. The one time that we had an over, uh, overabundance of tomatoes when we were growing there in New Hampshire mm -hmm. and my wife decided to make pasta sauce. Now, I thought this was a waste because I was loving the tomatoes. I was just loving mm -hmm. them. And then I had the pasta sauce. It was delicious, wasn't it? And I had no idea <laughs> what I had been missing up until that moment in time. And I'm like, I will never eat pasta sauce other than this again. And, and was and it the, uh, uh, the traditional method? So, for example, I keep referring to my grandmother, but she was one of these types of people. She was a prepper. She was a canner, a jar, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Canning. Like back in the day, they came out of the Depression, right? So, like, they were frugal, right? Like money to them was extra. They grew everything. They hunted every year. They fished every year. Right. They a majority of their food production was done in the house and like everything from stuff scratch. that they couldn't grow. They had to buy. So, yeah, that that, that was or, the, that was where they spent the money. Right. Yeah. So if they needed like some goat cheese or something, they didn't have goats. Right. They right. didn't have, you know. But my point is, is that she would make tomato sauce. And basically, here's what it was. She would take a, a large pot and put a bunch of tomatoes in it after taking out the stems and leaves and yeah. all that stuff. Maybe cut them up or whatever. Washing it, hopefully. Uh, washing it before. Not grown in human. Have you washed? Uh, uh, she would put uh, uh, like a half an onion in there. Garlic? It, no, just, just onion. Oh. Just onion. And like a bunch of tomatoes. Put that thing on low all damn day. Right? Stir it occasionally, whatever. Simmer it. And, and, and what would happen is it would just turn to sauce. Right. Over, over the course of a day, right? It's kind of like... Uh, like a soup. Uh, well, like folks like... who who do smoked meats, right? Oh, you know, you gotta yeah. you gotta get your smoker. You gotta get it up to like around two hundred degrees or so. You know, you gotta prep the 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 meat, whatever it is you're doing, the roast slow or whatever low. it is, and low and slow. You let that thing all day, five, six, eight hours isn't uncommon uh, for you to do. You know, a smoked brisket or something like that, uh, uh, depending brisket. on the size of it and that kind of thing. So the same kind of goes for tomato sauce, at least the way I saw it. So, Mark, how did uh, how did your wife uh, make this sauce? I don't I, like I, I just thought it was a silly waste of tomatoes until the moment I tasted it. So I didn't pay attention. <laughs> I believe this is Tim in Florida calling Tim. You're on free talk. Florida Live. man. I think it is. Uh, Mark, you're looking dapper there in your chair. <laughs> he's, he's, he's referring to facsimile, Mark. Oh, I see. I was going to say, I thought he, I thought nobody could see me. I am in a chair. It's amazing that you would guess that, Tim. I just, uh, I just made guacamole with avocados just like a few minutes ago. Oh, avocados should we say it? From... Should we say it? Holy yeah. guacamole! Yeah, <laughs> yep. Uh, avocados, Roman tomatoes, yellow onion, lime, uh, something else, cilantro, no, garlic. Cilantro. Not that Chinese garlic. I, I hope not. It's when you're in Florida, Rick Scott's very concerned about that Chinese garlic. Did you say you're in Florida? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I got I got a question for each of you. Go ahead. Uh, starting with Mark. Okay. Um, what happened to the Mark and Ed show? I was I was really digging that. The Mark and Ed show. <laughs> That's where Mark interviews himself. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. Edge and Reigns. Edge and Reigns. Yep. The the Reigns and Ed show. I was going to actually do a live mention about that tonight. So thank you for the setup. 
Tem. Is all you have to do is go to Twitter, and that's for the the now x.com, the former twitter.com, and look for Reigns and Edge, and you will see uh, that we're what we're producing. Also, we're giving out the um, the ripped audio. We're going to be putting that at the end of Free Talk Live's podcast, cool. so you won't be hearing it on the radio right now. But you will be hearing it in Free Talk Live's podcast, and you can find it on YouTube through uh, following our Twitter account, Reigns and Edge. And for I those... think that it's a good enough show. I think it's a spectacular enough show, actually, that, that it should be on one of the nights on the Free Talk Live network, just my opinion. I'm not too crazy about the Liberty, Liberty at Night show. Um, now, the one that replaced you, it's it's pretty good. Uh, Liberty Conspiracy, I like that a lot. Yeah, Gardner's excellent. Yeah, I, I recommended him. He's really knocking it out of the park, too. And every time I talk to him, that dude, he uses the phrase good vibes a lot. Uh, but that dude is just one of the most joyous people to talk to. He always seems like he's upbeat and in a good mood and you know just sort of ready to take on whatever's in front of him. Good vibes. Yeah. Well, thank you for the critique, and we do always appreciate any feedback that we get as far as the show goes. At this moment in time, I have just not had uh, the life skills to be, produce a shoo- show every week, so that's really the issue. All, All right. right. And, uh, yeah, do you, I, you I had questions to... for the rest of us? Go ahead. Yeah, well, actually, uh, Steve, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, you were on the show with Nikki and someone else, and I was just curious. Uh, someone, it was you or Nikki. It's probably the call screener. Media. Was the call screener on the show too? <laughs> I, I I don't know, but oh, okay. uh, but but someone referred to Nashua as the garbage can of Massachusetts, and I thought that was hilarious. Boston's trash can it was Boston's trash can. <laughs> yeah, what's that all about? Oh, I think it's just like the the refugees out of Boston just moved to that area, and it's just you know, I don't know. I got you. It's it's just a it's just a thing. I don't know. I didn't well, nickname it. People that. are always saying that New Hampshire is getting ruined by the, uh, as they're referred to, the mass holes that move across the border. Don't mass up New Hampshire. To mass up New Hampshire. But the best I could tell living there for 15 years is it was just Republicans that were sick and tired of their vote not mattering anything in Massachusetts. So they'd come up to New Hampshire where they felt like they could be heard. Yeah. I just saw it on a, I just saw it on a map of New Hampshire. You know, it says hillbillies. You know, are on the West Coast, and then there's the fishermen that are in Portsmouth, mm-hmm. and then there's Boston's trash can. Then there's this little sliver of yellow that you can't afford to live there. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> Winnipesaukee area, it says uh, vacation homes. Yep. So that was basically well, how you break down the counties of New Hampshire. Winnipesaukee, isn't that where Aerosmith's uh, Steve Perry, uh, Steve Tyler? I, I pardon Steve. me, Captain. Joe Perry? I shouldn't be. I don't <laughs> know their names. Steve. It's <laughs> too many Steves in the world, anyway. <laughs> The lead singer of Aerosmith um, apparently lived on Winnipesaukee. Uh-huh. But I, I saw another map where they referred to ke- the Keene area as pumpkins and anarchists. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Accurate. Accurate. Unscreened caller, what's your name, please? Derek. Hey, Derek. You're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? All right. Yeah. Um, thanks uh, for taking my call. Love you guys. Been listen, uh, listening to you for probably 10 years or more. Nice. Uh, anyway, um, of course, uh, like my heart, uh, goes out to, uh, Bonnie and Ian and all of the, uh, crypto six, you know, um, I am a Christian 
anarchist. And um, they are in my prayers every day. Awesome. But um, uh, I found it, uh, you know, very interesting that uh, on an uh, episode, I I listen online, um, and Bonnie was saying that uh, that uh, Ian was reading a a book called uh, The God of War by uh, Joseph Taylor Judson. Okay. Um, you know, during his uh, confinement. And um, I actually published the audiobook version of that book. Really? Wow. Were you, were you, the, did you read it? Did you do the reading of it? Uh, no, I was not the uh, narrator. Oh, okay. But, uh, I was the, uh, Kind of the the middleman, the publisher. The, yeah, publisher, right? Cool. But um, I I just thought that was really great that uh, Ian was uh, reading that book in prison, or maybe it was jail. Uh, yeah, he hasn't been moved to a federal facility yet. He's still being held in uh, we refer to it as Merrimack County Retreat. Yeah. It's so awful. I mean, but um, I wish I could uh, deliver an audiobook copy uh, to him, but he probably. Yeah, they don't. Well, I don't know. I don't know that you can deliver one to him. Uh, This surprised me. Um, Apparently, they make um, some sort of, uh, I don't know what to call it, other than a retarded version of a tablet. Uh, available right. to the no. inmates, and he is able to listen to some podcasts hmm. and some audiobooks. They they do have a library, of course, uh, in in the jail. I don't know. Like this is pertaining to only where he's at right now. Obviously, a, a federal a facility will have different things or none of the things. But currently, uh, he is able to enjoy uh, use of a tablet-like device, albeit. You know, lockdown, he can't get on the internet. You know, it's the only approved podcasts make it through, uh, that kind of thing. So, obviously, no free talk live. (laughs) Wouldn't want to listen to that. No free talk live. Honestly, um, I mean, I did do a uh, short time in jail and prison. Okay. And uh, I know all about that. (laughs) And it sucks, uh, of course. But, um, uh, you know, I just, uh, I thought, uh, mm-hmm. hey, it's great. He was reading that book that I published as an audio book. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to uh, offer a free copy of the audio book to uh, any amplifier or, you yeah, know, really. Where, where, where can people find the audio version of that? Uh, on Audible. Okay. Amazon. Or iTunes. It's uh, according to my information here. It's the Gods of War by John Toland. Correct. You know, um, it's possible that I'll be able to get a link to Ian. I have the ability to send him messages on that little tablet that uh, Captain was mentioning. And if you send me whatever message you want to send me through email at marketfreetalklive.com, I will okay, mark at marketfreetalklive.com. Yep. It's Mark with a K. 
It doesn't matter. I get both. Oh, really? <laughs> You're yep. smart to catch all. Mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, uh, I've been meaning to ask you this because it's been a point of uh, consternation in my brain. Uh, every time I have ever done a show in the studio with you, you always sit in what I call seat number two. That's what I call it, too. Okay. All right. Now, uh, whenever... The number two seat. <laughs> the the number, number, I'm in the, the number, number two. two seat. And yeah. we are in the midst of our number two story, <laughs> yeah, so that's why this is It all is ties together. Um, have you ever sat in the number three chair to do a show? Sure. You have? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. All, right. all right. Now and then, uh, for instance, if uh, you know I needed to come into the studio late or something, somebody would be uh, sitting in uh, that seat. And I'm not going to tell one of the co-hosts that's come in and given us their evening to chat with us. Hey, you got to get out. That's my chair. You know, right, I'm not Sheldon from right here. Man. It says Mark Edge right there. <laughs> placard. You, you're out. Get out. <laughs> um, that leads me to another question I have for you, Mr. Mark Edge. Um, recently. I think yesterday on Free Talk Live, I made the claim that I am, as far as you know, voluntarists, libertarians, anarchists go, I am punctual. <laughs> that is to say, uh, on time or early. Yeah, if you're not if you're not early, this, you're late. This is not a common characteristic of libertarians, at least uh, stereotypically. Now, Mark. I don't think I've ever known you to be late for, well, show or, well, really anything. What- I've been late for Free Talk Live in the past. Uh, certainly, I beat myself up over it more than probably the average person does. Oh, right. but, um, but what about in general? Yeah. Are you generally a punctual dude? I'm of the opinion that you're either early, uh, on time's late, and early's on time. Okay. Um, All yeah. right. 100% on-time guarantee. Well, yeah. I don't know about that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Working in broadcast, you have to be 100% on-time. you got to be on-time. Yeah, uh, you can't be like, well, yeah. we're going to start the show at 10 after 7. <laughs> like, leave people hanging. You can't. you got to be right on. I, to be fair, we've done that on both uh, Freer Talk Live as well as uh, Beard Talk Live. Where, well, yeah. That's... You know, we'd, we'd have some sort of a technicality before we can actually start the show. Right. So, But we would still do, you know, the length of the program. If it was like three hours or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, you know, we would still do the full three hours just instead of starting, you know, at the bottom of the hour, we'd start a few minutes late and go a few minutes over. Yeah, that's the blessing of Free Talk Live is, is that it's in Ian's living room. There's always somebody who can run a show sitting there. So it's 706. You know, we'll figure it out. French farmers dump manure on government buildings to protest climate hysteria. And apparently over there in, in France. Uh, they've had, you know, some things happening with, uh, taxation, higher costs for the farming sector, uh, carbon taxes, nitrogen limits, and laws to cull livestock. And they are protesting all of that by, they have pictures here that I wish I could show to our listening audience. Wish you could smell it. Uh, (laughs) well, no, maybe not. (laughs) I'm one of these guys that giant six inch tubes coming off of big trucks and they're spraying brown oh, stuff out of yeah. it yeah yeah there's dudes wearing uh what i like to call the zoot suits they're uh, in this picture they're red but they're these like disposable uh suits these coveralls the that you put on oh yeah kind of kind of like that yeah. Suit, yeah. yeah uh i've seen mechanics wear them i've seen uh, uh people who do uh what do you call it uh, when somebody comes to pump out your uh septic uh, your septic system oh, yeah, 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 they, yeah they'll wear that because they're right. disposable right? right they're just you know, paper and plastic or right. whatever. Um, but yeah, the giant, giant tubes. Uh, it looks like 
it looks like a, a green fire truck tanker. Uh, the back of this Sprays thing out the is what it looks like. And then, yeah, there's a guy holding a green hose that is definitely spraying a brown substance <laughs> uh, upon what I'm assuming is one of these government buildings. Code we brown. call that substance protest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> spraying protest as much as they can. Uh, uh, roads were also blockaded and vehicles were set on fire. Oh, jeez. Wow. So not only are they spraying number two... <laughs> All over the government buildings, but they're lighting apparently blockading roads and setting vehicles on fire. Uh, It says here, agricultural workers and farmers protest against rises in taxes and higher costs in the farming sector by blockading roads. Uh, Incoming carbon taxes, nitrogen limits, and laws to cull livestock will make food more expensive. You know that, right? Well, that's the point. That's, That's Agenda 2030 right there. Uh, 400 farmers descend on St. Bruch. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Blocking it sounds like you are. <laughs> <laughs> Making it up. Blocking roads around council buildings, protests across France against green taxes and policies handed down by the EU killing the industry across the continent. Farmers carrying signs that said, France, do you still want your farmers? And without support, France is starving. Sprayed manure on the offices of Brittany Regional Council in Rennes. So uh, around 60 tractors were convened outside Brittany Regional Council with farmers you know, holding these signs. Uh, they spread manure on administrative buildings in the province of Brittany to protest all of this. Uh, they also threw eggs at government buildings, dumped manure on official premises. Official. And, uh, official. <laughs> and blocked roads with tires in protest of these high taxation and other government reforms. One I wonder if it's the same guys that have the uh, the contract to clean the government building. <laughs> <laughs> well, if yeah. if you are an entrepreneur, though, <laughs> an entrepreneur, manure. for manure, entrepreneur, I would have started a second company before I started that protest. Yep. You know, like, hey, if your if your government building needs to be cleaned, twenty percent off, we're, and then you run that. We're number two at cleaning up. <laughs> <laughs> One organization leading the protest said the demonstrations will remain complete as long as the government does not provide French agriculture with all the means allowing it to be fully involved in the food, energy, and environmental issues of the future. I think that means that the protest will continue. Right. Until morale improves. Yeah. Until morale. Right, yeah, the beatings will continue. The Netherlands has been rocked by similar protests in recent years against limits on nitrogen emissions that would have led to the shutdown of thousands of farms. Well, you know how you get the the rest of the folks, the rest of the the population involved in these protests is you have every farmer do this, get arrested, and then they can't farm. And then when the food stops, then the pitchforks and torches will come out on these mm. government buildings. Arrest them, put them in jail, shut down the farms, see what happens. Uh, but I think that's kind of their goal is to to create this anarchy. Go! <laughs> Go! No, no, no. Sorry, we're, <laughs> we're talking about Europe. I just had to do a, <laughs> had to do a goal. This from nypost.com under the topic of sex and relationships. Oh, come on. My ex refused to give me toilet paper when I needed it, so I dumped him. <laughs> yeah, I saw this one. It seems so strange. I didn't read the story, though. What a poopy reason to get dumped. The article begins. 
Some ill-fated relationships go swirling down the drain <laughs> after one or both partners cheat. Some hit the skids when the lover gets tangled in a lie. Uh, off topic, or at least Boy. not in the article. Uh, Steve, I hear you have race car underwear. You know, the kind with the skid, <laughs> skid marks. marks yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> Listen again. <laughs> but these two particular sweeties, the article continues, went stinky over a roll of bathroom tissue and an incredibly crappy attitude. I had to end it. Just kept thinking about how this isn't the last time I'm going to run out of toilet paper, Jess Jacobson told The Post on Monday. When I think of my future self-stranded on the toilet, he's... When I think of my future self-stranded on the toilet, he's not well, he's, person, no, When he thinks of his future, comma... Oh, they missed... Yeah, yeah. They missed a comma or a parenthesis. No, I think my future no. self, comma, stranded on oh, the toilet, yeah, yeah, comma. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. He's not the person I want to be there to ask for help. I deserve more. Toilet paper especially. So this is somebody complaining about their significant other. Refusing uh, to give them toilet paper while they sat on the john. The scorned sweetheart from Los Angeles spilled her guts to more than 11.5 million TikTok viewers last week. I'm breaking up with the guy I'm dating because of what he did to me when I was on the toilet the other day. Jacobson began her un- well, unbelievable that's a, TikTok. Attention-grabbing headline. Yeah, right. It's all clickbait. Of the TikTok stuff, yeah. right? Like, it, I got to become internet is. famous. Yeah. 14 minutes and counting. So I'm at his house, continued the blonde. I sit down to take a poop. I go to wipe, and there's no toilet paper. Naturally, Jacobson yelled out to her then honey, asking him to hand her a spool of TP from his first floor commode. A simple request that the nameless numbskull allegedly refused to fulfill. He said what? no. One wonders why. <laughs> but I mean, if you're go- if you're going to the bathroom and you got to do that, it's almost like getting well, in a car and like I don't have any gasoline. Like, make sure you have gasoline before you're going somewhere. Like, I have had this happen in my own house where I did not. Re- I have one of these like uh, standalone toilet paper roll holder things that holds like three rolls on the plus bottom the one, plus the yeah. plus the one that's yeah. in there, and. Once upon a time, I neglected to refill the thing. Yeah, you're down to one, like, I'll remember. And I didn't. <laughs> and then, you know, I wake up and I go to do my morning constitution, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. And, oh, no, no toilet paper. Now, normally I have, like, a box of Kleenex or, you know, something. But, like, I didn't. I didn't at the time. I had Newspaper, to get up, nothing. I had to get up and walk over to the closet <laughs> and get a fresh roll and come yeah. back and then take care of the business, mm-hmm. right? And it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't that big a deal. But you didn't have anyone to shout out to. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm wondering what this particular person would have done in that situation. Right? Would she have broke up with herself? Right? Would no she one's have committed suicide? Would she have just stayed on the toilet until somebody showed up? Nine one one, I'm stuck on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> hey Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. 86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Major Payne calling from Michigan. Major, you're on Free Talk Live with Mark, Steve, and the hey. captain. Good evening, guys. Yeah, Mark kind of half stole my thunder. 
the uh, all the easiest way out of this for this young lady was you just you just do do the hillbilly day. You flush down the load you made, then you got a fresh bowl of water, and you just splash a little bit and clean your butt. <laughs> well, that does sound like a hillbilly bidet. <clears throat> yeah, it is. But, I thought. Oh, we got. I thought the hillbilly bidet was going outside and, like, you know, taking the garden hose. Well, that would be extreme, I guess. And you'd have to have a garden hose and inside plumbing and all that. And some hillbillies just don't have that. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking anyway, of the hillbilly anima. New Hampshire hillbillies a while back. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, West Coast. Just an interesting little bit of trivia. In the old Noah Webster Dictionary, a hillbilly was a northern Michigan dirt farmer. A dirt, dirt farmer? Yeah, go figure. Uh, okay, let's define dirt farmer here because I've never known anyone to make money uh, at, at having a field of dirt. Well, that's just how Noah wrote it up in the in the book. Oh, okay. You don't, I'm what interested. Else are, you are there a they lot of are there a lot of hills in Michigan? Well, Mark was asking. Are there a lot of hills? No, but the people that uh, moved up to the northern part of Michigan were uh, a bit of a rough breed at the time. It was still Indian territory till hell, almost 1878 or something. Hmm. Well, and I know the upper peninsula of Michigan does at least have one mountain. I'm familiar with Iron Mountain, and I can only assume that there there are hills surrounding that mountain. It's very rare for just a mountain to be there without more of them. There's there's a there's a range going all the way up to Key Keweenaw Peninsula. It's called the Porcupine Mountains. Oh, weird, huh? All right. Oh, what I up? got one for you, Captain. You know how you uh, aren't particularly fond of voting and all that. Yep. A guy actually won an election by one vote. It was just for like a city council seat or school board or something. I think it was out in uh, Oregon or or. Uh, Washington. He he won but by like. The real ironic part about it is he voted for himself in the election, right? Uh-huh. Well, his competitor didn't vote for himself. Didn't. <laughs> I thought he so won by one it, vote. Like there was only one vote. He won one to zero. He just he no, was, no. But if if his competitor had voted for himself, it would have been a tie. tie yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, we've said for a long time here on Free Talk Live that for voting to have an effect. The best chance for that is to do it locally, right? In your oh, own yeah, in your right. own town, right? Your own community, you know that type of thing. That's where your vote is going to carry uh, the most weight, any weight really right. at all. Right. If you're voting for a president, your your vote is statistically irrelevant. Popularity, of the time. popularity content. Right. This is one of the the critiques of the Free State Project. Well, if the Free State Project is successful, why do they keep on voting for Obama and sending statists to Washington? Because that's where we like our statists. <laughs> right. Keep them out of the state. <laughs> we we would prefer them to leave. We got to put them somewhere. And, yeah. But the reality is, um, here here's the real situation: is is that the Free State Project has moved maybe at the outside. 10,000 libertarians to the state of New Hampshire. I'm, uh, the, this is the outside. Mm-hmm. And those 10,000 people in a state of 1.4 million clearly aren't going to make the biggest difference on who they vote for in a statewide election. 
And so that's not an excellent way to figure it out because our voters are just like your voters. Our voters care the most about the presidency and care a little bit less and care quite a bit less about the Senate and the House and things like that to the point that they like your like the people in your town can't name their county commissioners and can't name their city councilors. This story, this next story is from Libertyville, Illinois. Oh, cool. Uh, that was only for the segue. There's no more relevance <laughs> that's, that's to that it. at all. Okay. That was just the segue. Uh, this from Chicago's very own WGN9. Parents sue Volkswagen following carjacking and kidnapping of toddler in Libertyville. The parents Volkswagen. of Volkswagen. Uh, they're suing Volkswagen for the okay. kidnapping after their car was carjacked and their toddler was kidnapped. The parents of a toddler who was kidnapped during a carjacking are suing the automaker Volkswagen. Attorneys for the family claim Volkswagen refused to assist authorities in tracking the car until payment of their tracking system was paid and activated. This is the uh, this is the argument that uh, a lot of uh, non-libertarians or statists make about uh, the free market. Oh, so when your house catches on fire, nobody's going to put it out unless you've paid. Right? Well, that's like AAA. I mean, if you did have police on demand and you didn't subscribe to the police service and you wanted the police and you called 911 or 912, yeah. they show up, they give you a bill. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you know, you don't have the service. I mean, you, you are pay for the service. paying for it one way or another, <laughs> right? right? It's just that I would prefer the market... <clears throat> Uh, price versus right. the government price because the government price is always bloated it's always way too much yeah and yeah. people who don't want or need the service are forced to pay for it right. but you could have triple a or, or you could just drive without triple a and if you get into a you know if you're stuck on the side of the road you yeah. call them and they say do you have a subscription or are you a member you like, say nope. no yeah. They're they, like, will that be Visa or Mastercard? Right, so they'll they'll give you the membership right there for the hundred some right. dollars. Yeah, yeah. And now, now you pay. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. Now you're on your way. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um I never considered that. I, so you don't have. But again, have I've it. had the gold membership for a very long yeah, time. RV service. Mm. That's what I've had. No, uh, my uh, my birth mom used to buy me AAA every year for my birthday and just renew it continuously. Oh, uh, a peace uh, of mind until though. she passed away, and then I just never renewed it myself. Did you ever get so, stuck? Um, well, I have roadside assistance through my car insurance now, oh, so, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of like it. Yeah, it's, it's, I've only had to use it one time, yeah. so it's fine. Uh, attorneys for the family claim that Volkswagen refused to assist in tracking the car until payment of their tracking system was made. The incident happened last February in the 16,000 block of Route 137 in unincorporated Libertyville. Oh, wow. Unincorporated? When Taylor Shepard, who was pregnant at the time, was returning home. This is a real-life miracle baby, Noah, who I was pregnant with when all this happened, Shepard said. According to Shepard, when she went to retrieve her two-year-old son from the car, an assailant pulled up behind her 2021 Volkswagen Atlas, assaulted her, and knocked her to the ground. According to the lawsuit, the assailant then stole the Volkswagen Atlas with the two-year-old boy inside and fled, running over Shepard and causing Whoa. serious injuries to her extremities and her pelvis. Ouch. She immediately called 911, and the first responders arrived at the scene shortly after. 
The lawsuit claims a deputy from the Lake County Sheriff's Office contacted Volkswagen and requested GPS tracking location data and uh, explained that it's extremely exigent, these circumstances, that the situation was life or death. However, the deputy was informed that the vehicle's free trial period for the Carnet services had expired and that a subscription of $150 was required before the location of the vehicle could be provided. Yeah. I, I think Volkswagen might be in the right, even though well, they should have said, yeah, we could do this as a life or death situation, but they have every right to say we can't do that. Yeah, I think that they're they have the right to do it. I think that it was unwise of them to do it, um, that this would be one of those circumstances at the very least where they could um, avoid bad press, quite possibly have gotten some good press out of yeah. the deal. And, um, you know, I don't again, I don't think that anybody should be forced to give up their uh, services for free, but I think it looks bad. Now, I would like to point out that there is not a lawsuit against the Libertyville County uh, Sheriff's Department (laughs) for allowing this to happen. Now, this taxpayer presumably pays some amount of money that goes to the sheriff's department every single month. And this terrible thing happened and no one thought for a second, Hey, maybe I should sue the cops for not providing protection for me because, you know, that's what would be told is, is in, you know, in the absence of a County funded uh, sheriff's department, it would be anarchy. People would be getting their cars stolen all the time. (laughs) You mean chaos? Here you are. The car got stolen and the police could only call ring ring. Hey, um, you know, profit making auto manufacturer. Why don't you give away your services for free so we can get this kid back? Well, why didn't you do your job in the first place and protect uh-huh. these people? And also, too, since uh, taxation is collected under duress, that is by force, by coercion, um, I am surprised that for these, uh, how did they say, exigent circumstances, I'm surprised that they don't have something like a uh, a police department credit card, or I would or say debit that, card. So that like like why didn't like if police are there to protect and serve? We know they're not. But let's just say <laughs> that's what you think, right? Uh, why wouldn't they have just busted out their wallet and been like, sure, here's 150 bucks. Tell me where the damn car is. Right on the county uh, credit card. Yeah, the, put it in the expense account or right. something like that. Yeah. Well, they're they're complicit in the crime. Uh, so anyway, the deputy was informed that, uh, you know, you cannot pass unless you've paid. Right. Mm. Uh, the family said the automaker's demand for payment and refusal to cooperate with police delayed the search for their abducted child and caused Shepard and her husband extreme emotional distress. The family remains in therapy over the incident lawyers at now. I do want so to that say we can that- run so we can run that bill up. Uh, one last uh, comparison <laughs> sure. I'd like to make and uh, is that if. Let's say you had a parking lot at your at a business okay. and you decided to pay for security at your parking lot. Mm-hmm. And then you got carjacked at the parking lot where you're trying to get in. Yep. Would you not be able to hold the security company liable for that situation? And if that's so, because I'm pretty sure you can, um, you certainly can hold yeah. them liable. If you if that is so, then. 
are the police officers, excuse me, in this case, Sheriff's Department, because I believe it's unincorporated Libertyville. Right. So it's the county of something. Um, Lake County, I think they said. Yes. Uh, they, yeah. So it's uh, Lake County Sheriff's Department. Are they not responsible for that entire area, just as the security guards would be for a parking lot? Have we not paid them to do this? And why is it that we, in our own minds, hold the security company and the parking lot responsible? We don't hold the police department responsible. Now, I'm not saying the police department is full of bad people. I think quite the opposite. But I don't think the security guards are a bunch of bad people either. I just think that if you do not hold people responsible for their behavior, you will get irresponsible behavior every single time because that's how people work. Yeah, the same um, comparison can be made for uh, things like roads, right? That's always a common retort mm-hmm. from the, the status roads. Uh, for example, on my first attempt to leave Washington State and uh, move to New Hampshire, uh, I didn't make it. I hit uh, black ice in eastern Washington uh, and uh, flipped my vehicle and, you know, all that kind of good stuff. Now, I ended up getting a ticket from the the state police there for driving with wheels off the roadway. I remember still to this day just how illegal marijuana was compared to what it is today, depending on the state you live in. Some places it's still completely illegal. Like other places, other places, it's well, it's decriminalized in New it's, Hampshire. Yeah, so you can have it, you can smoke it, you can walk downtown Keene, New Hampshire, smoking a joint, just like everybody do else does. Yeah. yeah, nobody's gonna do anything or say anything to you. It's fine. It's decriminalized, but you still can't buy it. it. Right? There's no what what New Hampshire hasn't done is followed in the footsteps of all the other states who allow the state to dictate uh, the way it is going to be sold. So New Hampshire has just said we're going to make it the lowest prosecutable. Uh, offense, so right. meaning they're never going to prosecute. I mean, they can still write you a ticket for it, but yeah. like the odds of you getting prosecuted for it are so. I always low know that, when I'm driving you know. through Massachusetts, like behind a car, it's like, oh, I'm in Massachusetts. <laughs> Smell now. If I, I'm, I'm curious though. If you can't grow it in your backyard, then you can't really produce it. And right. so, is it? It's not legal to grow it in your backyard. Is that also the lowest prosecutable situation? There's a because. Marijuana doesn't fall out of the sky, even in New Hampshire. Sometimes it it well, yeah. you know rolls up on shore. So I've been told. I had that happen in Honduras, and I've got pictures <laughs> to prove it. So wow. I've been told. But uh, uh, what I'm really getting at here is that over the course of time, the illegalness of marijuana has been reduced right. within the United States by a great deal. Mm-hmm. However, this from DailyMail.co.uk, a California woman who stabbed boyfriend 108 times and killed him, is a do-gooding, mentally well girl who suffered weed-induced psychosis, according to psychiatrist testimony. You knew it was coming. Wow. Uh, So, Mark, which is the... um, So, psychology and psychiatry, which is the phony... (laughs) <laughs> well, neither are phony, but um, a psychiatrist can prescribe drugs. A psychologist talks to you about okay. your problems. All right. I just wanted to... Talks to you about your prescription. I just wanted to know which, <laughs> which one we're doing. We're dealing with psychiatry here in this particular uh, okay. article. It is an unimaginably gruesome crime 
an example of human violence at its most extreme. In May 2018, Bryn Spiker of Thousand Oaks, California, picked up a bread knife and stabbed her new boyfriend 108 times, killing him. A dull bread knife? Like a like a butter knife? No, bread a knife. Well, no, maybe it's bread like one of the. It, maybe it sounds appointed, and it's probably uh, you know just serrated bread. Oh, means, you know, wow. it's, it's like hard bread. Uh, so uh, Bryn, it's uh, spelled S P E J C H E R. I'm pronouncing it Spiker. It's probably wrong. Uh, she picked up a bread knife and stabbed her new boyfriend 108 times, killing him, before turning the blade on her dog. Whoa, that was some tough weed, huh? The 32-year-old who worked as an audiologist then proceeded to stab herself, only stopping when police hit her nine times with a baton. Whoa. Now. That's psychosis, I think. Now, I have smoked a bunch of weed in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Just one bunch. I've had edibles. I did Drinkables. A, uh, I did a gravity bong in a bathtub with the gravity bong made out of one of those uh, big blue five gallon jugs of water, oh, like Culligan, yeah, you know, yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like, I mean, I thought I was gonna pass out, and I had uncontrollable pot laugh for like a half hour. But and you probably had access to knives. But I, yeah, I never once did I pick up a knife and try to stab somebody, or a much dog, less or a dog or myself. Now. I, I'm fine. Look, if if they want to go ahead and say pot-induced psychosis, fine. The question I have is, is if a drunk driver is responsible for their actions of getting into a car and killing somebody, if a person who drinks a beer and then decides to go and shoot up a, a liquor store is responsible for their actions, is not this lady responsible for her actions? Yeah, she was on pot. Good question. It, she chose to smoke the pot. But it sounds like it might have been laced with something. Well, who knows? I don't know. That's the toxicology. The, will... that's, what, that's, what, that's what you, that's the risk you take when you, I mean, any bottle of liquor, what if it's laced with something? So what? You're still responsible. Right. On Friday, Spiker was convicted of killing her boyfriend, Chad Omelia, then 26, and is awaiting sentencing. However, Testimony from an expert witness called by the prosecution, seen exclusively by DailyMail.com, paints a vastly different picture of the perpetrator than the story would initially suggest. Forensic psychiatrist and expert witness, Dr. Chris Mohandi, (laughs) he's got handy as part of his last name, (laughs) Uh, Dr. Chris Mohandi, told the jury last month that Spiker was a normal girl with no history of mental illness or violence who was committed to doing good in the world. The fateful nights that her brain was completely overtaken by extreme psychosis, induced by potent marijuana that had been supplied by her boyfriend, he said. Oh. Her attack was launched because she had lost touch with reality as the cannabis had triggered voices in her head. Dr. Mohandi warned, people with no prior history of violence can consume cannabis even during one session, and then proceed to commit acts of physical violence to themselves and to others. This feels like the 80s. I mean, <laughs> yeah, where is, uh, did they show a copy of, uh, did they screen a copy of, uh, what's it called? What's the movie? Crack is Whack? No, it's the 70s oh, movie. Uh, so, oh, Reefer Madness? Reefer Madness, yeah. yeah. Did they screen that in the, in the courtroom <laughs> for the for the jury? Did they bust out the uh, the 1960s propaganda 
about oh marijuana go crazy uh, make you make you want to have sex with people <laughs> of the other color. <laughs> you know? They did like go look it up. I'm not even lying. It's, yeah, yeah, that stuff did, exists. Yeah. Uh, other psychiatrists for the defense said they were 100 percent certain that the attack was caused by weed. 100 <laughs> percent. Wow. Well, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That would be like saying, uh, you know, somebody drank too much tequila and, and you know, got violent. That uh, the attack was caused by tequila. It was helped. Yeah, it was helped. <laughs> you know, be, uh, maybe not 100%, but maybe 50%. Uh, but, and Mark does have a point. Like, if you're going to hold people like that responsible for their actions, then that should hold true here. Right. Let's find and out. And I'm not suggesting that people who drink alcohol shouldn't be held to, uh, you know, for responsible for their actions. I think they should. Right. I, I think that, you know, this is, it. you know, it all comes down to, I don't think prisons are very good at solving the problems that we think prisons solve. I, in fact, think that they are bad at it. In fact, make people worse at committing violent crimes. That prisons should be reserved for people who are dangerous to members of society and that's really it i don't know whether this girl would stab anybody else that's somebody else's business to figure out but um it sounds like she could i mean can we keep her away from weed from from here on out i don't know 108 times she stabbed the guy and then she stabbed her dog and then she stabbed herself. herself Oh, wait, and then the, that cops, to me the is, cops batoned her. Uh, yeah, to, to get her to stop. That sounds to me more like something like PCP. Uh, perhaps it sure does. It, yeah. we, it, there's more to this story. Perhaps we'll get to it. Um, Dr. Mohandi, who has seen at least a half dozen cases like this one. So really? Six. <laughs> six. In California. Uh, used his position to stand to on the stand to warrant against widespread legalization of the psychoactive drug. It's yet another drug that now people think is safe because it's legal, and now more people are trying it. But it's more potent than it's ever been, and it's problematic, said Dr. Mahandi, who has testified (laughs) in 80 cases before, including several involving marijuana. So this guy is making money now by testifying in these cases. Expert witness, it costs you know ten grand a day to get right. Exactly. So people say it's just marijuana, and they try it and make it seem like it's insignificant. And how could that possibly happen? Well, that doesn't really fit with my professional experience. Uh, Spiker's behavior is well documented, in my opinion, of psychosis. I'm not disagreeing that there was some psychosis. There obviously is some psychosis going on here. Mm-hmm. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes. Subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.